0: Hello and welcome back to Upward. Um, I'm Azza and this episode is gonna focus on indigenous songs of protest, Um, all by indigenous artists focusing on a large array of issues, Um, but yeah, indigenous songs of protest. So I do want to make a quick disclaimer before we start this episode, and I want to make it clear that I apologize for any mispronunciations of anything. I'm really certain i'm going to mess things up but um i've tried to find the best way of pronouncing things so i hope i do all right but i know it will not be perfect so (laughs) thanks so the first artist i want to talk about in no particular order is peter lafarge who was new york city based um he was a folk singer songwriter um and he was you know working in the time where folk was really at the height of its popularity in like the 50s and the 60s um and he is sort of seen as being one of the first people to bring native issues into the conversation in terms of the folk industry and like their folk music was really you know i have an episode about folk music and the labor movement talking about how folk often incorporated themes of protest into their songs but Peter LaFarge was seen as someone, or one of the first people at least, to bring a voice to the Native issues within that sort of protest movement of folk. He was a descendant of the Narragansett Nation, who were an Aboriginal people of Rhode Island. Um, and his most famous song was called The Ballad of Ira Hayes. And he wrote it about a real man named Ira Hayes, who was a soldier in World War II. Um, Hayes was from the Pima Nation, and he gained a lot of recognition um, as he was one of the six United States Marines who raised the U.S. flag in Iwo Jima during the Second World War. So there's a very f- famous photo taken of soldiers raising the flag during that battle, um, which has been made into a monument Um which is actually in a Marine Corps War Memorial in Arlington, Virginia. Lafarge's ballad discusses the plight of the Pima people, who were historically colonized and driven to poverty. And it touches on the tragedy that was Ira Hayes' life, because although he fought bravely in World War II, gained a lot of recognition, once he returned home to his people, he was not accepted because he fought for a country which, a lot of them had resentment towards for they had, you know, been driven into poverty. Um, And although his song was released in 1962, it didn't actually go mainstream or get very much attention until Johnny Cash did a cover of it in 1964. And uh, since Johnny Cash's cover, a lot of other famous folk artists have done covers of it. For example, Bob Dylan and the man we discussed in a past episode, Pete Seeger. Uh, nevertheless, I want to play um, Peter LaFarge's original version of it. Um, so here is the ballad of Ira Hayes.
1: Ira Hayes Ira Hayes
2: Call
1: him drunken Ira Hayes He won't answer anymore Not the whiskey-drinking Indian, or the marine that went to war. Gather round me, people, and a story I will tell. About a brave young Indian you should remember well. From the tribe of Pima Indians, a proud and peaceful band. Who farmed the Phoenix Valley in Arizona land. Down their ditches for a thousand years, that sparkling water rushed. Till the white man stole the water rights and the running water hushed. Now Ira's folks were hungry and their farm grew crops of weeds. But when war came, he volunteered and forgot the white man's greed. Call him drunken Ira Hayes, he won't answer any more. Not the whiskey-drinking Indian Or the marine that went to war Well, they started up Iwo Jima Hill 250 men But only 27 lived To walk back down again And when that fight was over And, oh, glory raised Among the men who held it high Was the Indian Ira Hay. Call him drunken Ira Hayes, he won't answer any more Not the whiskey-drinking Indian, nor the Marine that went to war Ira Hayes returned a hero, celebrated through this land He was wined and speeched and honored, and everybody shook his hand But he was just a Pima Indian, no water, no crops, no chance at home nobody cared what ira done And when do the Indians dance? Call him drunken Ira Hayes He won't answer anymore Not the whiskey-drinking Indian Nor the Marine that went to war Then Ira started drinking hard Jail often was his home They let him raise the flag there lower it as you'd throw a dog a bone. He died drunk early one morning, alone in this land he'd fought to save. Two inches of water in a lonely ditch was the grave for Ira Hayes. Call him Drunken Ira Hayes, he won't answer any more. Not the whiskey drinking Indian or the Yes, call him drunken Ira Hayes, but his lands, they're still as dry. And his ghost, it's a lion thirsty in the ditch where Ira died.
0: Um, The next artist I want to talk about was extremely famous in the 1970s. They were an all-native rock and funk group called Redbone, and their song, Coming Get Your Love, is incredibly famous. It reached top five on the U.S. charts when it was released. Um, But they actually have another song called We Were All Wounded at Wounded Knee, which was released in 1973, and it did not chart in the U.S. most likely due to the fact it was a bit controversial, it was talking about native issues. Um, The song discusses the Wounded Knee Massacre, which took place on December 29th of 1890, in a place called Wounded Knee Creek, South Dakota um, and it was a domestic massacre carried out by, seven, by the 7th Cavalry Regiment and it is estimated that it killed around 300 Lakota people. So the song really emphasizes that this massacre will not be forgotten and that it has an influence not just on the people who were massacred but on generations and generations after that of indigenous people. The song is a declaration that those who remember will continue to sing the truth until it is heard Um, and despite not charting in the u.s the song actually hit number one in the netherlands and made a lot of other charts in european countries we were all
2: wounded By the 7th Cavalry
0: transition into the next artist i want to talk about because one of the two songs i want to play by her is actually about the wounded knee massacre as well so um her name is buffy saint marie and she was a really well-known folk artist in the 90s and i think we're just gonna go straight into her song it's called bury my heart at wounded knee indian legislation's on the desk of a do-right congressman
3: Now, he don't know much about the issue, so he picks up the phone and he asks advice of the senator out in Indian country. A darling of the energy companies who are ripping off what's left of the reservations.
0: her song, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. Um, But I also want to play another one of her songs. Um, It doesn't focus as much on Native issues or Indigenous rights, but it does talk about protest. Um, Buffy St. Marie wrote a song called Universal Soldier, um, which was about how everyone has a role to play in the war. Um, It was released in 1964, so it was sort of, you know, at the time of the anti-war movement. Um, And this song really became a classic for that time. Uh, It was on her debut album, It's My Way. And although her original release was not popular, it was covered by a really well-known folk singer called Donovan, who popularized it a year after its original release by Buffy St. Marie. And I think the song is uh, a classic of the time, and it's just, it's really great, so here, give it a listen.
3: He's five foot two, and he's six feet four, he fights with missiles and with spears, he's only 31, and he's only 17 he's been a soldier for a thousand years he's a catholic a hindu an atheist a jain a buddhist and a baptist and a jill and he knows he shouldn't kill and he knows he always will kill you for me my friend and me for you and he's fighting For Canada, he's fighting for France, he's fighting for the USA, and he's fighting for the Russians, and he's fighting for Japan, and he thinks we'll put an end to war this way. And he's fighting for democracy, he's fighting for the Reds, he says it's for the peace of all. He's the one who must decide who's to live and who's to die And he never sees the writing on the walls But without him, how would Hitler have condemned him at the hall? Without him, Caesar would have stood alone He's the one who gives his body as a weapon to the war And without him all his killing can't go on He's the universal soldier And he really is to blame But his orders come from far away no more They come from him and you and me And brothers can't you see This is not the way we put an end to war
0: Next up we're gonna go to the 70s for a little bit um, there's just one artist I want to highlight called Willie Dunn who was a Micmac filmmaker and singer-songwriter um, and in all of his art he often discussed native issues um, but his most well-known song which was released um, as a single in 1973 was a song of protest called I pity the country really just addressing indigenous existence and uh, all around talks about a multitude of issues. Um, But let's just give it a listen.
4: I pity the country, I pity the state and the mind of a man who thrives on hate. Smaller the lives Cheats and liars, a bigoted news press, fascist town crier. Deception annoys me. Deception destroys me. The bill rights froze me. Jails, they all know me. Frustrated art, churchmen, the saving of soul men. The Tinker, the Tailor, the Colonial Governor, they pull they paw me, they're seeking to draw me, away from the roundness of the land. servants They thrive off my body Their trip is with power Back with bacon and welfare Police they arrest me Materialists to test me Pollution that chokes me Movies that joke me Politicians exploit me City life that jades me Hudson Day fleets me Hunting loss freak me Government is bumbling Revolution's rumbling To be ruled in impunity Is tradition continuity I pity the country I pity the state And the mind of a man
0: on the last specific artist I want to highlight is a band called No Fixed Address. They were um, quite popular in Australia as they were an Australian indigenous rock and reggae group in the 1980s. Um, they released an album called Wrong Side of the Road on which they have a song called We Have Survived. And the idea of the song is that the existence of indigenous people in itself is a form of protest against the devaluing and oppression that their lives have faced at so many points in history. Um, In in Australia this song used to be and is still apparently used at a lot of protests and marches, as the words resonated with the feelings of many who are indigenous in the country. The singer and songwriter um, of No Fixed Address, Bart Willoughby was a Pichinjara man who was even hailed by Bob Marley as being Australia's answer to rock and reggae. I really enjoy the song, um, I hope you do too, um, I can see how it became an anthem for a movement, uh, so yeah, let's listen. Those songs were all by specific artists, but I want to talk about songs within Indigenous music that are written um, and are not written by one particular voice, but are sung often by many. Um, The first song I'm going to talk about is a song which I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but it's often referred to as the AIM song. And AIM is the American Indigenous movement. Um, And it's sung a lot of the time at many different protests. It's, I think, been around since, like, the 70s. Um, But loads of different Indigenous communities sing this song. Um, So, yeah, let's hear it. recommendation I got um was protection and honoring songs. Uh so they have songs in different indigenous communities that are songs of protection or honoring to specific people within that community. So for example, there's songs that pay homage to the women within a community and I'm going to be playing one of those songs. Um it's a women's honoring song and the one I've chosen, I really just chose cuz it's quite clear audio it was hard to find ones that had like really good audio quality and the lyrics listed under this video um say that the song is saying women of all nations you are the strength you are the force you are the healing of the nations so let's give it a listen
5: like it wants to pulse.
0: is the use of indigenous music at like climate strike protests as well. Um, One suggestion I got as well was uh, salmon songs, Um, and a lot of different indigenous groups have salmon songs. I've just picked one uh, which was recorded um, for like a record, so it's good quality. And um, yeah, it's a song honoring Salmon and, like, the nature with which in we exist, uh, the environment that surrounds us. Um, and that is a powerful message of protest. Um, and these songs I've often heard sung at different um, climate strike protests by Indigenous representation. Um, so, yeah.
2: so Oakwaite from Squamish Nation, composed by Sissy um, Chief Ray We have a good time and give respect while we continue to gather the salmon. The Salmon Song
0: For this episode, um, I'm gonna play a song to finish us out. It is a woman's warrior song. So there is women's warrior songs for a lot of different indigenous groups. Um, I'm gonna play one from <laughs> my hometown, Vancouver, and uh, yeah, this episode has been really great. I've learned a lot in researching this. Um, a lot of artists who I didn't know. I listened to, I found out we're indigenous, um, but it's just, it's really great to be aware of where the land you are on came from and, uh, who it belonged to, so paying homage to those people is really important, and, uh, staying aware of, like, the oppression indigenous communities face as it's not always at the forefront of the conversation, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, tune in next week to hear some more songs of protest. And I'm Azza. This was Upward. Thank you very much.